Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin. Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 196. We had mentioned uh, several times in the past about an author and a um, relationship expert, John Gottman. I believe he is uh, from Shemitah Mitzvahs, and he's very well known in the field of marriages, and uh, he's been in that field for, I think, over 40 years. Uh, wrote several books on the subject, and he basically um, studies couples and came to form conclusions on what makes marriages work and what causes them to not work, and um, studied couples, tested. Um, So his findings are not just theory. Um, It's very little theory. Many other uh, books, sources based on different things could be conjecture theory. His is based on actual study, scientific studies. And he he had pretty much a very accurate rating of predicting by observing a couple for a certain period of time. 91% of the cases he predicted whether the coupled marriage would eventually either fail or succeed. And that's a very, very high percentage of accuracy. And he makes it very clear that it's not that he is bragging and it's not that uh, he has any superhuman perception or that he has some intuition that's uh, uh, beyond what an average person has. No, it's none of that. It's based solely on science, on collecting data that him and his colleagues accumulated when observing couples for an extended period of time, the way they interact with each other, the way they talk to each other in different conditions, different situations. And you need to know, by the way, is, you know, if it, it doesn't mean it has to be like that. So, for example, in his case, he predicts with 91% accuracy And he predicts that, uh, based on this, the couple will get divorced, okay? That doesn't mean that the couple will get divorced. It means that, based on their current behaviors, on their pattern of the way they're interacting with each other right now, the way they're talking to each other, if that behavior is not corrected and is not reversed, then there's a 91, 92% chance that they will get divorced. But of course, if the couple themselves choose, notice this, and choose to change their um, behaviors, the marriage could be not only be saved, but it could actually thrive. And these are not just opinions, like we just said. It's not just theory. It's based on actual observation and scientific fact. And his main nakuda also is he's, well, he's, not, he's not in the business of just predicting, you know. So he could predict with 91, 92% accuracy uh, whether a couple will stay married or get divorced. So, so what? Uh, it's not about predicting. It's about trying to prevent it. And that's what he actually tries to do tries to explain, sees where the pitfalls are, where the patterns are, and does his best to, um, you know, help the couple change their mode of behavior so that indeed that their marriage could work and not only work, it, it could become really, really good. 
And what makes a marriage work, in his view, based on his observation, is, is really, really surprisingly simple, is the way he puts it. Happy married couples are not necessarily smarter. They're not necessarily richer. They're not necessarily even psychologically you know, astute or, or, or intuitive. But what they did was, is that on their day-to-day basis, in the way they interacted with each other, they hit upon a dynamic that somehow kept their negative thoughts and feelings about each other from overwhelming their positive ones. Every couple has, unless you're some real tzaddik, uh, you know, that they wrote biographies on, every person, even if they're wonderful people, have from time to time negative thoughts, negative feelings about their husband or wife. It comes up in marriage, even in the best of marriages. Those feelings will come up based on certain situations and tense stress or whatever other triggers are. It will happen from time to time where these negative thoughts and feelings will come up about your husband and about your wife, into your mind, into your heart. But what these couples discovered and what they tried to do naturally is they are they, they basically keep it at a certain level where the overwhelming majority of their feelings and their thoughts about their husband or wife are positive ones. So rather than creating a climate where they disagree and they resist each other and they fight with each other, which could happen based on you know normal human behavior, they made a, a decision and it's a choice and that's really a key. It is a choice to create that positive attitude to override the that the positive feelings should override whatever negative feelings that come up from time to time and we have you have to remember this this is very important it's it's not a matter necessarily about how you're feeling at the moment in other words if if someone is in a very bad mood both husband and wife they could be in a very stressful situation upset at each other about something or another and um they're 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 you know they're not at their best right now they're they're the reverse of that and they don't feel like being kind to one another they just don't feel like it but what they do is is they make that committed decision to increase that feeling um to increase the behaviors that would bring those feelings out, even if they're feeling the opposite right now, where they'll smile anyway, where they'll try to pull themselves out of that bad mood they're in anyway. They'll try to have fun with each other. They'll learn together with each other, even if they're not really necessarily in the mood. And um, remember when he says that I could predict a couple that will divorce just after watching them for 15 minutes or a half hour, they're predicting only in the sense of the way the behaviors are right now if the interaction continues. It's not Navua. This is not Navua that, that, you know, it's like destined to happen. It's really up to you. It's up to the couple. It's up to them whether they reverse certain trends and work towards it, then it'll, it will work. Most of the time it will work. And we talked a lot in... Um, in our society lately about what they call emotional intelligence, which is a very important 
uh, well, widely recognized predictor of a person's success in life, even as a child and growing up. And the same applies to married couples. They need to learn to be emotionally intelligent, not just IQ intelligent, but emotionally intelligent. And they can learn it, it could be developed. And the better they are able to understand each other, honor each other, respect each other, and their marriage as a whole, then they will most likely um, live very happily for the most part. And it seems simple, but it takes a lot of work. It does take work. And um, very often the sad part is that neither spouse usually recognizes the value of doing that of changing certain behaviors, of becoming more emotionally intelligent until it's too late, when they're already uh, estranged for a long time. And um, sometimes it's sad that good marriages are taken for granted. It wasn't necessarily a bad marriage originally. It was a good marriage. It had a potential to become a great marriage. But that good marriage was taken for granted. So instead of nurturing it and respecting it the way it deserved the way it desperately needed to be treated, then people basically uh, mistreated their own marriage and their own relationship and didn't value it as a goal, didn't value it as a, as a way of, you know, as a value. And because of that, the marriage deteriorated. But it's really up to the person. That's the good news, that very, a lot of these things are re- very reversible. Now, if, like we said also, so we're talking to a big crowd with a variety, you have a certain small percentage of people that have serious addiction issues or serious, serious anger issues and abusive issues. That requires separate, um, you know, that's, like we said, if you're dealing with a person like that, uh, that needs extra special help, real professional help, and then not getting it, that, that's a different story. That requires separate uh, a situation. But we're talking about the 85 90% of people that are in the normal range of ups and downs, good sides of themselves and not so good sides of themselves. And for most, for those people, it's really, really doable um, that despite being physically stressed, they can learn to overcome it and calm themselves down in spite of being emotionally overwhelmed, that normally would give them high blood pressure and uh, to blow up, they could learn and develop how to calm themselves down and interact better going forward. And, um, and a good marriage helps overall in Gashmias and in Ruchnias and in all, all phases of life. And that's very, very important to know. And um, you keep working at it. And we're going to talk a lot, Metashem, in the upcoming Shurim about various um, findings that we had in, in many of these studies. And um, it's very, very important for people, young people, older people, to really see how important it is to keep their marriages stable and happy as much as possible. And it's doable. 
if that's an emphasis and that's a goal. And it's doable if you're willing to learn and you're willing to try and you're willing to make that a priority no matter how busy your schedules are. You work towards it. And, and um, it's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. He wants the Shekhinah with uh, Ish, Isha, that the Shalom with them. And um, it's a very important um, lesson to know. Another thing I just wanted to point out, um, it's not exactly related to this, but um, for people who are currently divorced or widowed and um, they're thinking about remarrying, and of course, besides the self-work, I have people that did contact me that despite the fact that they're right now divorced or, or widowed, and they're in that in-between stage, but they're thinking ultimately they would consider being married again, so they want to just learn about these principles and to keep it fresh so that they, when they, you know, so that they'll acclimate towards the concept of getting remarried. And there's a point that I didn't stress enough that I really need to stress. For any of you, both whether on the man's side or the woman's side, that went through a very difficult divorce, and let's say your spouse was a very, very difficult person or an abusive person or a narcissist, let's say it was that type of situation. Um, so what happens sometimes in those situations is that you're so um, traumatized from it and burned out from it where you don't believe at all um, that marriage will work for you ever again, or that it's not worth it. That um, basically, it's marriage stinks, and it's it's a farce, and uh, people who get into it, they're stupid, they're crazy, and uh, there's no way I'm going to go back into such a messy situation, and I, instead, I'm just going to build my life, my emotional, physical life, uh, on my own, with my friends or with that type of network and not get married. Sometimes men do this, but for men generally, you know, it's, it's hard for them. For women, it's a little easier in certain senses um, for reasons we're going to discuss in a different share. But the bottom line is, is that it's worthwhile to consider that that um, could, is an error in thinking that it doesn't mean that there's a pattern here. Your particular spouse that you were married to, if indeed that was a very angry person or abusive person or a manipulative person, there are many that are not like that. And of course, you go into a relationship that that is, um, you know, with your eyes wide open and asking the right questions and being cautious 100%. But the idea that uh, a marriage cannot become, be a beautiful one, a really, truly beautiful one, even after suffering a very difficult divorce, is something that, um, you know, you need to talk to people um, that are married a second time and happily, and there are people out there like that, and see how it worked and why it worked, and, um, and to really consider it, because, you know, marriage in the right way, the right t- framework is really something that causes a person to grow uh, and connect, and it's a very, very um, beautiful thing. 
So what I'm saying is, is there's many reasons to marry or not marry, to remarry, not remarry, which, you know, you respect every person's feelings about it 100%. But what I am saying is simply is that if, if someone had a bad experience, even a terrible experience with an individual who their spouse was, their ex-husband, their ex-wife, that does not mean that um, everyone is like that or your marriage dynamic will be anything remotely, uh, uh, you know, along those lines with somebody else who, 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 is, who worked on themselves and who is a caring person and a good person. And that's another thing to, um, that I just wanted to um, bring out there, and Bli Nether will try to discuss more about these topics in a future shiurim.